eyes holding mark show and this is the extra bit with Stuart Bernal, Scapeologist and World Record Holder. The extra bit. And obviously, you know, they're mic'd up. You know, it's strange how they always go to a place and they're mic'd up. <laughs> hmm. But nothing ever seems to worry about that. Anyway, no. they go back and they go, and then later on they go, they go back to the same little bit of clip that you seen earlier. And you're thinking, well, I might be stupid, but I think I might have heard that bit. A bit like, um, if you watch Fall in the Bed. Oh, cool, yes, or, uh, what is it? I'm afraid my brain is a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit tired at the minute. I do apologise. That's all right, but I'll give that as an example. Come dine with me. Come yeah, dine that, with that, me. That's just a song. I, I, the commentator makes come dine with me. Yes. If, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't work. Who doesn't? <laughs> no, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't work. It just didn't, it wouldn't work. Anyway, that's the kind of example I'm giving because they, yes, I don't, it's a very good show, but then they show the same clip the following week. Yes. And you're thinking, all you've done, you've done a, done a film like they do on this morning. They have to have a competition. And if you watch yes. the show, I think the competition is mentioned six to eight times in one show. Yeah. And you're thinking, but that's well, we're starved. It kills the conversation. If they're having a decent wow. conversation with a guest, and then sometimes they do have really good guests on there, and suddenly they go, oh, we've got to go to the competition now. Like you said earlier, you, you, you're restricted. Yes, we are. But I, that is, uh, that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. You do have a set period of time. You do have a set window of opportunity. And I, I do sympathise with this morning, I do sympathise with any talk show, because you, if you can hit it off, brilliant, but there are other times it's like pulling teeth, it's like, really? Um, I mean, I've had, I, I've done interviews where I've tried to be as, as bright-eyed and as bushy-tailed as I can be, but I listen back and I'm droning on, probably a bit like now, but... Uh, <laughs> Somewhere else, 
in a, in a benign way. When, please let it not be Independence Day. Please let it be something else and just let us have that moment of, oh, we're not alone in the universe. But I don't think you know, we are. We can't be on the most luckiest planet and out of many billions. At least I'm, I'm confident that our designation, the designation given to us by Douglas Adam is, is, is correct. <laughs> Mostly harmless. Yes. Uh, I like the better the, the, better, the better motorway. I'm oh, sorry, we have yeah. to move you. We're not going yeah, away. It's been demolished to make way for an interstellar bypass, yes. It's very British humour. They did try to make a film of it, but they Americanised it far too much for my liking. Well, I think the problem with it was that they knew no. Well, it was never meant to be anything other than a Mickey take. It was meant to be a comedy. And the problem was, was that it doesn't work as a film. The optics are. It's like Watchmen. Watchmen, it was a comic, for those who don't know, Watchmen's a comic book uh, from the late 80s, and it's a serial. It's designed across six or seven episodic uh, parts, and it tells the story and the creation of, uh, or the genesis of, uh, superhumans in quote-unquote real life, and then how that leads to the potential destruction of humanity. So it's a nice, cheery book, and the thing with it was they made a film of that, and that was Zack Schneider, I believe. But I did do 300, no, you did 300, I apologise. I'm sorry, I'm getting tired. But the, the gist of it was, was that Watchmen would work much better as a TV series, which is what they're doing on Netflix right now. But, you know, it's this desire if we need to make a film of it. Do you? Do you, do you really need to make a film? It's like, I, I, I wept a few years ago when they remade Knight Rider. It was oh, like, yes, yes, yes. It's like someone had taken my childhood out and shot it. I hate a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake. Well, and it, well, it's the same true. story. No, you go. And sometimes... It works if they don't take themselves seriously. If they do, if they do a, a, a film, and I'll, I'll take an example. Now, people didn't like the film Baywatch, but it's a Mickey take sort of version of the show. In a way. Yes. No, I completely, completely agree. But uh, yeah, I think there was a. The, the interesting one in terms of rebrands and relaunches this year is ironically going to be She-Ra because apparently, apparently Netflix has commissioned a new series of She-Ra their channel yeah for the cartoon and I, that's going to be interesting because for me particularly in the UK I always had the impression She-Ra never got uh, a good never got the best launch out of the, out of the gate because uh, it was co almost in competition with its sister show, which was He-Man. Whereas if they'd combined it all and just brought her in as an ancillary character, it would have been better. In the same way as it, in the same ways, in the end, Hercules and Xena were ended up sort of tripping over themselves a little bit. 
you know, they introduce one character, one type of monster in Hercules, and then the next week it was like six of them had to be in Xena, and it just sort of like began to sort of trip over each other. Yeah, like, like a lot of series, they always work well in like season one, season two. Yeah. And then they fall apart. And I think that's why a lot of TV shows now, because they used to be like 20 plus episodes, didn't they? But now they go for 10, realising that 20 is just yeah. too much. People won't watch 20 episodes well, anymore. Well, I think, I think that's part of it. But also, the, the night, well, we're now getting more box setting. We're getting more people. Uh, there was, of all things, Babylon 5, the sci-fi show, very much episodic in the sense of its format, but it was plotted over five years, and it really was all about, well, remember this minor thing you heard in episode three of the first series? Well, now you get that explained, because here it is. It was all thought out. These days, it, it, it looks just like modern television, because everything's intricate and interwoven. It's like watching Jessica Jones, or Iron Fist, or Game of Thrones, or 24, or, you know, uh, Game, of, Game of Cards, House of Cards. Uh, but you suddenly realised that this was 20 years ago in the and it, it wasn't written. TV executives hadn't comprehended the notion of it. It's the same as uh, a variety of shows. We're now in, this, we're now in a situation where of binge-watching. I've never actually seen Game of Thrones. I've never seen an episode of it. And the reason for that was, I was we were going to and we never got around to it. And we've now waited and waited till the end. Because there's no point in us binge watching it just for the last season. So we're going to wait until it's all done. And then I'm going to lock myself away for three weeks and just watch the whole lot. That's right. And that's... Seems like that seems like a sensible idea. Bring in the order takeaways, move the buckets, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's like you said, it's TV for the generations. Now, earlier on, you said you do a community radio. Is that yes. like um, hospital type radio? Or? Uh, this actually is on uh, 104.4 FM in Chelmsford in Essex, uh, in that area, but it streams online. Community radio is that lovely sort of transition point between uh, hospital radio and commercial radio. And it's that point where you can be a volunteer, uh, but you actually are moving into a much more realistic world of broadcast media, which sounds grand. But the reality of it is, is that I record a show once a week and it's uh, it's an attempt to go out there and just try and exercise, uh, deal with something I've always wanted to do. But from a commercial broadcasting standpoint, there's very little chance I would ever be able to get onto the radio as a full-time presenter. Yeah, I understand that. Because you're, you, obviously, um, I know that part of the world because I used to live in Essex. So I, 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 I lived in Essex to 1988. Oh, I, I, was in, I used to be in West Wisconsin, where I spent most of my youth. And then I moved to South End, obviously. So I know the area very well. 
Brilliant. Brilliant. It hasn't changed. The roads are still the same, literally. Yes, I, know, I remember the roads. Going to work yes. along was a nightmare. Yes. And folks, if you never know the area, I would recommend take it home. If you hit rush yes. hour or dinner hour, yes. forget it. Uh, so that, just to, to sort of paint, paint a mental picture, Essex uh, is to the east of London, as you probably all know, but the south of it is, uh, there's the Thames, that marks the physical boundary between Essex and Kent, so you can't go south, and once you get midway into the county, there's a whole load of other streams going east, to the North Sea, so after a while, you've only got two directions you can realistically go for anything more than five miles, and that's east and west, and there are very few roads that go north and south, so a trip, for example, uh, I'm, uh, as the crow flies, probably about 20 miles, a half hour drive, from Colchester, one of the most historic, um, uh, a historic city town, dating back to the Roman period. It'll take me an hour and a half to get there because I've got to drive 20 miles west, 20 miles north, and 20 miles east, and that's the that's the reality of it. I used to go on the A127. Yeah, that's still there. I, I, I used to live down Mendu Crescent. Which oh, was, right. So that's yes. Right. So you know, I know that area very well. I used to work yeah. along that way as well. Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant. I'm, I'm still flitting about the town. Uh, have I bored you senseless with my... my no, my no, no, no. I was going to just say, is there any links you'd like anybody to go to, or...? Uh, no, uh, I, I have all... All I would say is, is that if you get a chance to see a local magician or a local escapologist or a local sideshow act, go and appreciate them and show your support because they are some of the hardest working people you will ever meet. Right, I think we should wrap this up. I do thank you for you giving your time. Um, yeah. We, uh, we got around the um, gremlins in the middle bit. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, which... Uh, if anybody's listening back, don't worry, folks, it does carry on. Um, and I I shall, well, I know you've recorded it anyway, but I should probably send you the download link, which yeah. you can use for whatever means you want to use, if you want to play it back, or take it down into the bargain bin of the local supermarket, or whatever. Right. It'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And, um, Here we go. And then I'll, um, Excellent. I will send my copy to you probably tomorrow, if that's okay. That's okay, yeah, fine. And Fantastic. Also, I, I'm, I may am asking people to please review my podcast, because I think the more feedback you get, the better. I understand. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Good or bad, uh, I'll publish it all. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, but Mark, thank you. That's very much appreciated for having me on. That's right, no problem. Bye then. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.